Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith. The Catechism in a Year is brought to you by Ascension. In 365 days, we'll read through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, discovering our identity and God's family as we journey together toward our heavenly home. This is day 338. We're reading paragraphs 2634 to 2638. As always, I'm using the Ascension edition of the Catechism, which includes a Foundations of Faith approach, but you can follow along with any recent version of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can also download your own Catechism in a Year reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com slash CIY and you can click follow or subscribe in your podcast app for daily updates in daily notifications. Today is day 338, paragraphs 2634 to 2638. We said this before. We're, yesterday we talked about blessing, adoration, petition. Today we're talking about prayer of intercession and prayer of thanksgiving. And just what a what a gift. I mean, just essentially, what, five short paragraphs? At the same time, we're talking about something that we hopefully we do on a regular basis. Remember, we're in the section on the prayer of the church. Basically, here is prayer from all the way back to the beginning of time and then how God reveals himself to Abraham and Moses and David and all the prophets. He reveals himself through the prophets. How God reveals himself in the fullness of time in Jesus and not only reveals himself, but reveals what it is to be in relationship with him, what it is to, to talk with him, to converse with him, to pray. And now here in the age of the church, the Holy Spirit has been given to us so we can actually pray. We can bless the Lord. We can adore the Lord. We can petition. Remember yesterday we talked about this, to ask, beseech, plead, invoke, entreat, cry out, even struggle in prayer. And today we're talking about prayer of intercession and prayer of thanksgiving. So as we launch into this kind of prayer, let's do it. Let's, let's call upon our Heavenly Father as we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, we give you praise and glory in your name, in the name of your, you, Father, you, Son, you, Holy Spirit. We, we lift up our voices in our hearts. We gently turn our hearts towards you, embracing every moment, embracing everything you allow to come our way. We, we turn our hearts to you, our minds to you, our attention to you, and embrace everything that you are and everything that you've brought into our lives. Lord God, we pray for others and we give you thanks this day. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It is day 338. We're reading paragraphs 2634 to 2638. Prayer of Intercession. Intercession is a prayer of petition which leads us to pray as Jesus did. He is the one intercessor with the Father on behalf of all men, especially sinners. He is able for all time to save those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. The Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us and intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Since Abraham, intercession, asking on behalf of another, has been characteristic of a heart attuned to God's mercy. In the age of the church, Christian intercession participates in Christ's as an expression of the communion of saints. In intercession, he who prays looks not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, even to the point of praying for those who do him harm. The first Christian communities lived this form of fellowship intensely. Thus, the Apostle Paul gives them a share in his ministry of preaching the gospel, but also intercedes for them. The intercession of Christians recognizes no boundaries. For all men, for kings and all who are in high positions, for persecutors, for the salvation of those who reject the gospel. Prayer of Thanksgiving Thanksgiving characterizes the prayer of the church which, in celebrating the Eucharist, reveals and becomes more fully what she is. 
Indeed, in the work of salvation, Christ sets creation free from sin and death to consecrate it anew and to make it return to the Father for His glory. The thanksgiving of the members of the body participates in that of their head. As in the prayer of petition, every event and need can become an offering of thanksgiving. The letters of St. Paul often begin and end with thanksgiving, and the Lord Jesus is always present in it. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. All right, there we have it, paragraphs 2634 to 2638. A couple of things to highlight. Let's go back to prayer intercession before we talk about Thanksgiving. There's something that's just, it's so simple in paragraph 2634. It reminds us intercession is a prayer of petition. So it's, it is petition, but it's just praying for others. Intercession is a prayer of petition, which leads us to pray as Jesus did. And that is, that's remarkable that we get to, every time we intercede on behalf of others, we're participating, we're sharing in the fact that Jesus is the one intercessor with the Father on behalf of all men, especially sinners, which is remarkable, right? Jesus Christ, the one mediator between God and man. We get to participate. We have a share in his mediation in some mysterious way by this intercession. And so it's incredible. 2635 highlights Abraham. It says, since Abraham, intercession, which is again, really simply asking on behalf of another, has been characteristic of a heart attuned to God's mercy. Remember the story of Abraham. We referenced it a couple days ago. Abraham at Sodom and Gomorrah, he had asked God, he interceded on behalf of the people of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah before the Lord. And that's a heart attuned to God's mercy. Remember, if there are 50 people there, Lord, if there's 40, if there's 20, if there's 10, that he is interceding on behalf of the people because he has a heart like God's heart. It's just <laughs> remarkable. Not only that, I love this in the age of the church. This is still paragraph 2635. In the age of the church, Christian intercession participates in Christ's intercession as an expression of the communion of saints, that we belong to each other. That's one of the reasons why we know that we can pray for each other. You know, obviously clearly in 2636, it highlights that St. Paul talks about, you know, the need to intercede on behalf of one another. He asks for prayers for himself and tells and shares that he prays for others. We know that we can pray for each other. We can intercede on behalf of each other and that we should intercede on behalf of each other reminds us that it's good for us to ask for the saints to pray for us. Now, sometimes you have non-Catholic Christians and maybe some of our brothers and sisters who are listening who are not Catholic and they, they say, yeah, actually, what's up with the this whole like asking saints to pray for you? Because that seems like it goes against the Bible that says don't communicate with the dead. Well, a couple things to remind us of. Yes, in answer to that, the church is definitely on the side of the scriptures, which, which tells us to not communicate with the dead. So that would be things like necromancy, that's seances, those things are condemned. So we do not do that. And yet Jesus reveals to, to the scribes and Pharisees, Jesus reveals to the Sadducees that God is the God of of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the living, not of the dead. And all those who die in Christ are not dead, but they are alive. And when we pray to them, asking for their prayers on behalf of us or behalf of someone else, it's not the same thing as communicating with them. It's not necromancy. It's not seance. It is praying in the spirit of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, those who have died and now live in Jesus. And again, let's go back to this. A any Christian, every Christian asks for others to pray for them. Every Christian says, hey, my mom's going through something. Hey, my, my kids are sick. Could you pr- please pray for them? You will not find a Christian who says, no, 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 listen, you just talk to God alone. 
course, every Christian would say, of course, I'll intercede on your behalf. No one in those moments says, wait, 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 wait. Uh, there's one mediator between God and man, that man, Jesus Christ. No one says that then. But when we say, hey, um, I, I have a devotion to St. Anthony. I have a devotion to St. John Chrysostom. I have a devotion uh, to Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And so what that means is I will regularly ask for their prayers. Sometimes we have our non-Catholic brothers and sisters who will say that's condemned. And yet it's not because we belong the communion of saints. That as it says in the letter to the Hebrews, we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, these cloud of witnesses of those who have gone before us and now live in the presence of God. We also know that James says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful. And who is more righteous than those who have been made righteous by the grace of God and are in his presence at this moment. And so of course we have the communion of saints and they of course intercede on our behalf. That's just part of what is brings joy to the saints in heaven is their ability to pray for us, their ability to intercede on our behalf. And so that should also bring joy to us in our lives, that we're, we're called to intercede while we're living, to pray for each other and to pray for the needs of people close to us and people far away from us. Now, the other prayer we talked about today is prayer of thanksgiving. And I love this, 2637 says, thanksgiving characterizes the prayer of the church, which in celebrating the Eucharist, Eucharist is Greek for thanksgiving or Eucharisto, right? Greek for Thanksgiving, Eucharistia, reveals and becomes more fully what she is. Indeed, in the work of salvation, Christ sets creation free from sin and death to consecrate it anew, make a return to the Father for his glory. And this is, this is just like prayer petition. Every event and every need can become an offering of thanksgiving. And isn't that remarkable? In all things, give thanks. St. Paul even says that very, very clearly. He says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you. That comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So just like our prayer petition, every event and every need can become an offering of thanksgiving. That if we're going through a rough time, God, thank you for this time. This is purifying me. If we're going through grief, God, I thank you. I mean, this is, this is something I was just reflecting on with some of our students here. We're talking about sorrow. We're talking about grief. We're talking about loss. There's something powerful about grief that it can break us. It can break our hearts, obviously. It changes our lives when we lose someone. But the reality in so many ways is the depth, the depth of that grief, I think in so many ways matches up with the depth of our love. You know what I mean? That, that sense of the deeper we loved, the deeper the sadness and sorrow, the deeper the grief. That, that the, greater, the, greater we, the more we loved, the more we feel the loss. And so in some ways, in some ways we can even, and it cannot, it's not to short circuit our emotions, it's not to say, I don't really feel what I feel. But in some ways, even in the midst of grief and even in the midst of loss, there's room for thanksgiving. Because even when I don't have that person or that whatever that opportunity was, whatever the thing was that I, that I, that I miss, whatever that thing is that's causing me grief, whatever that thing is that, or again, or, or person that is causing this broken heart, the reality is I only have this sense of loss because I loved. I only miss them because they loved me. They loved me back. I have only have this grief because they were such a great gift. 
And there's something about that that can lead us to a place of thanksgiving in all circumstances. I think that's powerful. Every event and every need can become an offering of thanksgiving. So my invitation for all of us today, right now, is what am I thankful for in this moment, in this season? Can I look at my life and genuinely, not just pretend, okay, God, thank you for this horrible thing I'm going through, but how can I actually find God's presence? How can I actually find God's goodness? How can I actually find the gift in the midst of the grief? And to truly give thanks in all circumstances, because we know that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. It's a tall order, but at the same time, it's what we are called to And so, please know I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.